0: Today on the Callahead podcast, Turtle Boy is back from vacation. He's raring to go. We got a lot to talk about. Um, Wojbomb, a Wojbomb. Adrian Wojanowski dropped a good, I don't know what you call it, swear, a good swear word, a good cuss word at uh, Josh Hawley, the senator. And he got suspended for two weeks, which I could not believe, but he's got plenty of support from LeBron James and others who are down in the woke bubble in Disney. I don't think that's going to go well. The world, the country is a better place today because the Redskins, I don't think I'm allowed to say that, the Redskins are no more. But but if you live in Massachusetts, uh, you can go to a driving range and you can get married. You just can't dance. No dancing allowed. Those are the new rules. We'll get to all that. And I don't know if I could say this, but this could be the dumbest thing AOC's ever said. That's saying a lot, I know, but we'll play you why... AOC thinks there's so much violent crime in New York City. 15 people shot in 15 hours, including a one-year-old child. AOC will explain to you why that happened. Uh, We'll get to all that with Turtle Boy here on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by our friends at DCU. DCU. Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balances, and no strings attached. What's better is it with, with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't like getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance. I mean, uh yeah, zero. Reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits to automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at DCU.org slash free checking, insured by NCUA membership required. Okay, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast day it's a big day uh in massachusetts uh where you can now get married the governor the governor said you can get married i feel like he's like uh he's like that uh, mayor and footloose or something saying uh, you can get married now but you're not allowed to dance you can have a wedding but it has to be outside and there can be no dancing and there can be no bar there can be no open bar those are the rules um i'm no not sure bar? no no bar period you can't have a bar but you can and you can't have dancing I- Imagine going right. to a wedding sober. What the? Not fuck? even, not even fast dancing. You can't have fast dancing. Oh. Um, there's, uh, libraries are open, but only for browsing. You can browse, but you can't sit down at a table and read a book or, you know, get out the Encyclopedia Britannica and study things. Uh, you can, you can just browse. Um, driving ranges, which should have never been closed for one minute. Are finally open four months after the lockdown started. Driving ranges, which are, um, you know, by definition, you're separated from other people and you don't touch anybody, uh, finally are opened up. So people whose livelihood depends on a driving range, are, if they're not already bankrupt, are finally allowed to make a living because our governor, the petty tyrant, Charlie Longshanks Baker, has decided today you can open up. You can have a bowling alleys can open up, duck tours. You can have a duck, go on a duck boat now, but I'm sure you can't, like, sit near anybody else, but you can go on a duck boat, which, by the way, is pretty much outdoors, in the breeze, in the sun. Should have been opened months ago, but whatever. It's a big day, so not, anyone who's planning a wedding, or um, maybe you can have funerals now, too. You're allowed to have funerals. I know you couldn't for months.
1: Well, you can if you killed by a white cop. <laughs>
0: That's one way to go. That's, uh, that's Turtle Boy back from vacation, bringing it. If you're killed by a white cop, you can have a funeral, a, a big one. You can have, in fact, you can have four funerals and you can have a gold casket and you can have Al Sharpton do your eulogy. If you're killed by a white cop, that's the thing. All these shootings and these murders every day in the city now that we've, you know, defunded the police, uh, and made it legal to, to, to loot and burn is, if you like, say you have a friend or a, or a relative who gets murdered, your first thought has to be, please God, let it be a white cop who killed him. So then, I mean, then people will acknowledge him and remember him and attend the services. And then you find out it's, you know, whatever, a black kid. That's the worst, can, or, or, the worst possible scenario. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you don't want that. Or, or, you know, you find out that they were just trying to steal a loaf of bread to, um, Feed your family.
1: Our girl AOC is that a reference? Our
0: girl AOC bringing it again. It is amazing. If you think you're like elected representative, say you, you're in Massachusetts and Ed Markey is, you know, your senator, or you're in uh, Washington and Patty Murray's your sen. There's some dumb, dumb people in the Senate in the House. Nobody, nobody's in the class, in the league, in a league with um, AOC. No. She, she if, I, I don't know, you're going to play this today. Hold on a second. I'll set it up because AOC yeah. was asked about the spike in violent crime in New York. 15 people were shot in 15 hours over the weekend in Chicago. 56 shot, 10 dead, which is an improvement on the weekend before. 79 people were shot 4th of July weekend in Chicago. And this absolute imbecile was asked about it because she wants to, Totally 100% defund the police. Just get rid of the, the NYPD. And she said uh, the spike in crime is just the result of people who want to shoplift a loaf of bread to feed their hungry. Okay. Family. She thinks that she thinks we're living in like a Dickens tale or something. Huh? She doesn't know what that is. Turtle boy. I'm That's sorry. Good boy. That's good boy. That is. She went to BU and uh, cheated That's off a reamer.
2: So why, but let's back up. Why is this uptick in crime happening? Let's really think about it.
0: Let's think about well,
2: it. Well, this uptick in crime, you know, the NYPD themselves have um, have told a story that's disproven by their own data. Uh, at first, the NYPD, they, they went out and they said, okay, this uptick in crime is happening because of bail reform, because of all of these reforms that we had now. Wait, but they just released data a couple weeks ago that showed that out of almost all the people who have been found to have kind of committed crimes, etc. Almost none have been re-released um, due to the bail reform. Like their actual crime data from the NYPD, not even independent data. Hey, we get
0: to the loaf of bread pocked? part? let's go. Why
2: is this uptick <laughs> in crime happening? Well, let's think about it. Do we okay. think it has to do with the fact that there's record unemployment in the United States right now? The fact that people are at a level of, economic desperation that we have not seen since the Great Recession. Maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and are scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night.
0: Um, (laughs) Just to recap, recap. of of the 56... I mean, uh, of the 15 shot in 15 hours in New York, one was a one-year-old child. A one-year-old child was shot dead, murdered, and this absolute moron says maybe that, you know, maybe the shooter just wanted a loaf of bread. His children were hungry, uh, and as you pointed out, I think uh, on Twitter, uh, Turtle Boy she got 72% of the vote in the. Uh, in the last uh, primary, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Which she, she, can't, that. she can never lose in the general election because she, you know, she's Net
1: in. Yeah, we're going to see
0: 30 years of her, Jerry. Yes, she's going nowhere. She will never run nationally. I mean, for president, vice president, she'll never.
1: Right. She, can't, she can't win Senate. Like, she's not right. no that to be taken seriously on a state, state level. level. People in Albany won't like her. But people like this and people like her and Maxine Waters, they come out of terrible districts. Filled with terrible, dumb people who just, <laughs> they get, this is, what they, this is who they elect. So yes. They
0: get to yes. And, 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 and in Boston, we have Ayanna Presley. She's going nowhere. But AOC, um, uh, when she's talking about this, literally, I think the news had already broken that a one year old child was murdered. And she just dismisses it. Yeah. People are stealing loaves of bread. And she's committed to defunding the cops, to getting rid of the N.Y. She says it. And people go, oh, no, I was talking to a liberal the other day and they said they don't mean defunding the police. I'm like, why do you think they don't mean it? This woman has power. She's an advisor to Joe Biden. Yeah, she's like
1: writing policy. Now, why do you think the the big thing she missed there, which we really shouldn't be surprised about because it's AOC, is that uh, the government has been literally giving people money. People are making more money now on unemployment. Than they were working uh, the government. The safety net's never been bigger. All these people that sh- these hypothetical imaginary people should talk about. They're all eligible for s- food stamps and all other sorts of government giveaways and stuff like that. They're not going without because of some. This isn't the Great Depression. Like you're not just on your own. It's not the 1930s anymore. Right. <clears throat> Lyndon Johnson made that net really freaking big. And it's just expanded over the years. And uh, it's like this fantasy world that they live in where people are literally starving and they have to rob People for bread to feed their children. Why why are they
0: afraid to pay their rent? What does that mean? I don't know, Jerry. Afraid to pay the rent? What happens if you pay your rent? Um, But uh, she also, and this didn't matter, obviously, in the primary, she also stopped um, Amazon from moving 25,000 jobs into her district. She was against it. She stopped it, and you could see why. She doesn't want people to work. She wants them on the dole. She wants them dependent. And they are, as you point out, her district. Her district is a hellhole. Uh, we've seen video of it. It looks like it looks like downtown Minneapolis looks now. You know, it's just it's just abject poverty, crime. You know, and, and those that's her. Those are her people. That's her base. Your base, the yeah. non working class. And you're right. She'll be there forever. She'll be advising President Joe Biden, but she will that's not. The
1: part is that this guy is basically a. I mean, they're not even hiding it. He's a puppet president. He doesn't know his name. He doesn't know where he is have the time. They're just like, let's get this spooge up there because he's he's going to unite the base. Black people like him. They're going to vote for him in large numbers. We need that. So get out here, vote for Biden and then once he's in, everybody knows it's like the worst kept secret. He does, Just give him a freaking lollipop and we'll write the policy over here and he'll yes. just go and
0: sign, sign what we tell him to and life will be good. He's It's hard to believe, but he's um, all in on the defunding the police now. He's, oh yeah, definitely we have to defund, you know, cut back the police or cut the budget or whatever. And you're saying, what? Where'd that come from? You were supposed to be the moderate. There's no moderate who thinks we should defund the cops. And my favorite, I think my favorite cut over the weekend, my favorite soundbite was uh, Liz Warren. Liz Warren said, we need new leadership. We need new voices. And then she endorses a guy who's been in Washington for 50 years. (laughs) Who's that? That would be Joe Biden.
1: Oh, she, oh, Joe Biden. Okay. For yes. me. All right. I thought you meant like yes, she's nuclear
0: supporting nuclear. the guy who's been there 50 years because we need new voices. We need new, new leadership. So she supports the 78 year old man in the throes of dementia. Ooh,
3: all right. Today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Go to FlagshipWealth.com slash retirement. We're going to make this commercial quick and painless. You ready for this? Go to FlagshipWealth.com slash retirement. Download the free report managing your money in retirement. We've told you about this for weeks. Hundreds of you have requested it. Thousands by the end of the week, I'm predicting. That's my that's my gut feeling right now. Uh I told you last week, you could be like me. I had multiple 401ks in my family that weren't being managed by different companies that I worked for. I got a call from Dave when I left said company. I mentioned it last week. I'm not going to mention that stupid company anymore. They're already donezo anyway, or at least one of their local radio stations is. Uh, I left that company and I talked to Dave and I said, listen, I want to consolidate. I want to put all my 401ks in one place managed by the best in the business. And that's Dave McDonough. So go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Consolidate your 401ks. Have somebody with a brain manage it, not some HR department who you just go and you tell them what to, when you think you're going to retire and they put you in some dummy mutual funds or something stupid. I don't know. Have a smart guy like Dave McDonough do it. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Request the free report. You just give your email. It's pretty freaking simple to be honest with you. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Member SIPC.
0: Anyway, we're, yep, we're back to, uh, going to driving ranges and taking duck boat towards Massachusetts. But you know what? All these problems we talk about all the time, all these shootings, all this crime in New York and DC and Baltimore and Chicago. I have a feeling, Turtle Boy, that it's going to, uh, disappear today. You know why? Why? Because the Washington football team has wow. officially retired its nickname. It is no longer today, July 13th. It is no longer the Redskins. I don't know if she didn't say it. I know this is a podcast, but I'm not sure if she'd even say it. The Redskins are no more. Daniel Snyder, who swore he would never, ever, ever change the name, has bowed to the mob and he's Not bowing to the mob; he's bowing to the corporate interests. He's he, he, that, he, those he, are the mob. Those, that's one no, form of the mob.
1: What's really scary about this? For years, we could laugh at these people, Jerry, because they're jokes. They're you know they say stupid things. They're in college campuses. They're harmless. We can laugh at them. But now they've grown up and they're on like board at Nike, and right? right. And are, and they're literally setting policy. And they realize that oh crap, we get to control content now. Like you, you, Ben, this is W E I. Like telling you, well, don't say this because it'll upset this advertiser and they might leave and blah blah blah. It's it's a model that needs to go away. I'm telling you, Jerry. I, I mean, you figured it out. I've figured it out. Other people have figured it out. Uh, very few people, but you can survive. You just cannot be dependent on companies anymore because they're just as bad as the mob. It
0: is frightening, and we'll get we'll get to Nike. But I think what's going to happen today, they're going to say there's no more Redskins, but they're not going to say what the new team name is. According to the Washington Post, I just read this story. the um, The trademarks they have yet to uh, uh, finalize the trademarks for the new uh, name. One story said. Sources said that it's going to be the Warriors, which is I I think that's funny for two reasons. It's still kind of an Indian thing. It is, and and Steve Kerr, that douche, can't complain. You know, he'll you know he probably hates Daniel Snyder, hates the Redskins. Yeah. The problem is they're going to get rid of the logo, which I think they should have kept the logo, called the team the Warriors, and left all these and left these you know these whiners all confused. Like, do they commend him? For calling the Warriors or, or not, um, it warriors, is but that would
3: be that would make total sense from his point of view because Native Americans never had a problem with this to begin. No. With. <laughs> so I think it was uh, it was like two years ago there was a study and it was like six percent of Native Americans were offended by the Redskins. They, they've
0: had a million studies and they're never uh, the Native Americans are never in favor of getting rid of the name. They like it. Obviously, you name a team something to convey you know power and strength that's why you call them the warriors or the chiefs or the redskins it wasn't a uh, a slur i thought it meant to be a slur i guess it's you know evolved into a slur and they will change it today or vacate it today and they're gonna according to uh the post uh, ron rivera is is discussing the uh, new name with uh snyder and they're trying to get the trademarks on the new name but i hope it's warriors Unfortunately, they are going to get rid of that logo, which is a great logo. Let's it be is. honest. I'm no, yeah.
3: I'm no economics professor, clearly, but isn't this a good thing for them? Because all of a sudden- Yeah, I was thinking that too. Merch right. and, and you don't lose the $500 million sponsorship by FedEx, but all these people are going to come in and buy all new merchandise. I mean, you can, you can play it off like you're upset about it, but at the end of the day, it's a win for the team.
0: You get a chance to sell a whole new, but aren't but Redskins things going to be kind of popular now too? I mean, people are going to want to wear their Redskins stuff in defiance, aren't they?
1: And who won the Super Like when, when people reference those Joe Gibbs Super Bowls, who won those?
0: Well, Tony Dungy always says, there's a few announcers like Peter King, who will always say the Washington football team. Okay. They, so they you know, the they, one day they decided, I always have this question, and, and I, I'll, I'll throw it at you, Turtle Boy. Like today, uh, we're going to change the Redskins' name. Last week, it were, a couple of weeks ago, it was Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's. And, you um, know, all these things we're doing in the last month when, you know, in this current can't cancel culture climate, what what was the three years ago, four years ago, five, ten years ago, Aunt Jemima was there, right? Uncle okay. Ben was there. Um, the Redskins name was there. Why now? I think I know the answer. But what the hell changed? Obviously, well, I know the answer. George, George uh, So, okay. So George Floyd. A guy in, in Minneapolis. He
1: hated the team. Red. He hated the Redskins name. Well known fact. I used to talk about him all the time. R. I. P. You know. Uh, but he he was very upset about the Redskins name. He told me that personally. And he's. I'm sure this is like, like Trump will say later in his press conference. I hope George is watching us from heaven. Uh, a great day for George. Great day for George for the Redskins. For the so Joe, did he hate Aunt
0: Jemima and Uncle Ben too? He wasn't a fan. He wasn't no, a fan. Not a fan. He not like a fan. It. No. Like, a I mean, lady. you can say. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure anyone ever said they were offended by Aunt Jemima, Aunt Jemima. Did they? Did anyone ever go on record and say that really bothered me, that woman? It's not even a, no, white it's not people a caricature. Valid. It's like a real person or based on a real person. You don't have
1: to. Black people don't have to be offended by things because white people will be offended on their behalf. Correct. You get this now?
0: What's it's so just like, like the Native, Native Americans with the redskins. It's people like, you know, Peter King or uh, Adrian Wojnowski, who we'll get to. People like that. <laughs> They're offended, but the Native Americans aren't offended. You know, the uh, there's, there's not a lot of just black women who were upset about Aunt Jemima or, or or Uncle Ben, but Peter people like you know, you name it, Peter King or any uh, anyone on MSNBC or uh, Chris Hayes or somebody, they were offended. You know, Mika Brzezinski was offended, but not actual Native Americans with the name, or not actual you know black people. It is just strange that three, four, five years ago. You know, uh, Peter King could put the syrup on his pancakes, no problem at all. And then one day, because a guy in Minneapolis got killed by a cop, it became offensive. Yes, right. Sure yes. Think of all the
1: ways he's changing the world. I mean, what does <laughs> any of this have to do, like uh, with police, like what happened in in, in Minneapolis And in that incident? What does any of the changes that have to do when, when they look back on this? They're going to be like, what? What did we get out of this? Like, what have we? Change. We've made our we've made our neighborhoods less safer. Check. We got that down. Uh, more black people are dying as a result of that. Check. Uh, we have nothing else really. I mean, we got some statues came down, right? That's good. The statue came, came down, right? Uh, right? But ultimately, all the policies remain the same, and hopefully, they don't get rid of qualified immunity. The state senate right now is propos- uh, is going to be voting on a bill, and I would urge people to all contact their state senators about this. You don't want. The, uh, people just throw this word qualified immunity out there. Like we need to get rid of qualified immunity. Nobody's going to want to be a cop without qualified immunity because like Derek, in theory, Derek Chauvin now could be sued. What the hell do you need to sue Derek Chauvin for? He's going to jail. Like he's, they're criminal. No, it's
0: not just, but it's not just that qualified. That doesn't cover call qualif- qualified immunity. Doesn't cover negligence. I mean that or murder, but say in um, Atlanta, when, uh, uh, what's name? Ralph shot Ray, Brooks, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, a bullet, I believe, hit a car off in the distance. Say he's chasing a killer, a guy who you know, forget the drunk driving. Say it's a real criminal a killer, and he shoots, and the bullet goes off and uh, hits someone in the leg, you know, down the street. They could sue him. That's you know, they could yeah. sue him. That's qualified immunity doesn't cover. Uh, uh you know murder
1: <laughs> that's what I'm, my point is that like you're already going to be you're already being charged criminally which is a lot more seriously so like 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 OJ he got away with murder right but then he lost the civil trial the same thing would happen with cops all the time you could be right. found not guilty of a crime the bar is not high for a civil trial you're going to lose everything so why would anybody want to become a cop without that protection that like i do a dangerous job i could flip this car over like there's a lot of things that could go bad i don't feel like going bankrupt over that
0: right you're right and so you have a a high-speed pursuit and some civilian or you know gets hit by the the car or the police car then they could sue the cop as he's trying to pursue a you know a murder suspect or whatever did you see the video over the weekend out of new york city where the cop is fighting with a guy and the guy has the cop in a headlock and the cop and they're and they're, they're cheering for the criminal and they're mocking the cop. And it's just disgusting. That's the new life of a cop in New York in AOC's New York. Well, think of this. The cop can't put the suspect in a headlock, but the suspect can put the cop in a headlock. A and, he, and, and he brings him down and the cop he essentially loses the fight. The punk gets up and takes off. And the cop can't go get him. You know, there's all too much going on. And he's, you know, he's on the ground. So the guy, you know, essentially beats up a cop and runs away as all these people are watching and cheering. That's life for your NYPD right now. And that's the, that's the situation that AOC is encouraging. You know, disrespect yeah. the cops. Get rid of them. Who needs them? Like but this if you like- had, had brought the guy down with a headlock on video, that cop would be fired today. He'd probably be facing criminal charges. If he put the suspect in a headlock, a chokehold. Imagine,
1: imagine this happened to any other profession. Like imagine firefighters were held legally responsible if they got through a fire a minute too late or if they put it out the wrong way or if they didn't save somebody's life in time because they went to the wrong floor or something like that. Or imagine as a, as a teacher. Right. Like you, you were able to be sued by students because they didn't get into the college they wanted to get into. And that's your fault for not educating them. I mean, imagine other professions had to deal with this. Of course, like you should, everybody should have qualified immunity at their work or else they're going to be afraid to do their job.
0: Yeah. Just what we need more litigation, but it is, you're right. It's trendy. As we saw with that idiot, Mike Braun from Indiana, it's trendy to try to, uh, you know, placate this uh, anti-police movement. And you see it with with Republicans like that, that dope Mike Braun trying to just, you know, appear moderate. You know, let's or those other two idiots that Ron Johnson and the other guy who want to get rid of Columbus Day and Might get rid of Columbus Day and um, and uh, have uh, whatever it's going to be. Juneteenth, replace it with Juneteenth. That's the the new trend. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's just going to get worse. I mean, you just feel it. You can tell this is, you know, this, I don't know if a trend or, or uh, movement to just disrespect cops, not just defund them, but disrespect them and, and, you know, heckle them and, you know, root for the other guy when the cops are, uh, you know, in a standoff, you know, or you see it in every day in Portland. Did you see that fat woman or whatever she was kind of freaky looking woman? And she's yelling at the cop who's, Mo- in Portland, she's antifa. And she's fat. And she's hideous. And she turns around and says, up, "I want your whole family to die. I hope you die. I hope your whole family dies." All on video. And the cops just kind of nudging her because she's trespassing or whatever. And and it's all on video. And you're saying, "This is what they deal with in cities." I'm not saying in the in the sticks in the suburb, but in cities, they're dealing with this whole new, I don't know, this this trend where everybody's just you know flips them the middle finger and tells them they hope they die it's it's disgusting you're right they're retiring in droves I mean they are they're there cops making a lot of money we you know howie Carr writes about this all the time the state he's making 200 grand that's out of control that's because of the union I if they said defund the police union I'd be all in you know let them uh you know public employee unions as you know you are unions Jerry you gotta think for unions. What's your if you had a union right now you'd still be a WEI. You know that right I wouldn't. You're no. Like, no, you're no. Like the poster boy for why unions are a good thing. No, that's not true. I was uh and we were in a union once upon a time we uh, decertified because the union was useless. There were people getting fired all the time. Unions did nothing. I believe me, the I dealt with the union uh, when I was there and we were unionized and they were like, you just what you'd expect. They were, you know, they donate their money to the left wing causes, our money to left wing causes. They support left wing politicians. They didn't do shit for you had a, uh, you had a broadcaster's union. Correct. Uh, after and why'd you leave? It was, we not- decertified. They took our money and did nothing for us.
1: It was yeah. a terrible union. But well, you had your job, so they protected your job. They did something. Well, why, why you thought I should have been fired? No, they but you were no stranger to controversy your entire career, and then the union goes away, and now here you are with me.
0: That was ten years later, ten years, and I, I think it was Ted Sarandis. Somebody got fired. We, they, they, uh, they were all supportive of the union, and they got fired, and the union did nothing to protect them. I think it was Ted, and it was like, see, that that was the uh, the death knell because they were like, you guys think the union is going to save you? They're not. They're more concerned with you know. With global warming, I think it was called global warming at the time. It's climate change now. But they were more concerned with climate change. And they, we, I dealt with them. The New York office of the union was just a bunch of crazy, radical left-wingers out to change the world. They didn't care about the rank and file. It was the best thing we did was get rid of them. And, uh, you know, they repaid me years later by dumping my ass. But, hey, we can get to that. Okay. I want to get to, to get to the Woj bomb. The Woj okay, bomb. This Bob. is the big news of the day. I pointed out the other big news, the Redskins are changing their name and and uh, you're allowed to get married in Massachusetts but you can't dance. But this is the big news in sports. And I I'm telling you, I said this to you guys a couple of weeks ago. I have a bad feeling about the NBA. I think you're going to see a just such a a arrogant, brazen display of wokeness down in Orlando that it's going to turn a lot of people off. Not everybody, God knows, there's plenty of people who will say it's wonderful that LeBron is carrying the water for China. But here, if this was a great example. Wojnowski, who's a reporter for ESPN, everyone, you know, he's a scoop. He, he's a good scoopster. He's like uh, Adam Schefter. He gets, he breaks news. Yeah. He. Bre- I used to know him when he was a, a lowly scribe in Connecticut covering UConn hoops. Good guy, but obviously very woke very liberal sources yeah but he's that's why he's at ESPN everybody at ESPN is very liberal it is what does Clay Travis call it ms ms espn ms espn i mean he's right he's right he's right he's right everybody there is hardcore lefty will kane was the like the moderate guy and he left you know he's he went to fox I'm not sure anybody, every single person there, they probably have thousands of employees out of Bristol, hates Trump. Everyone hates Trump, including Adrian Wojnowski. He doesn't just hate Trump. He, I'm sure he hates anybody, you know, anybody to the right of AOC. So Josh Hawley is a great, at least so far, I'm, I got no complaints. He's a great senator gonna, from Missouri.
1: He's going to be president one day, he's, Josh Hawley.
0: Someday he, he looks good. He sounds good. And he, and he thinks good, all right? He does not like China. He knows China's our biggest threat. And he calls out every chance he gets the hypocrisy of the NBA, of LeBron and Adam Silver and all the Steve Kerr's and all the rest of the friggin' phonies. They, uh, you know, will never hesitate to call out Trump for anything, for whatever, children in cages at the border or whatever. But they never say a word about China, which puts... Uh, Muslims in concentration camps. That's okay with Steve Kerr and LeBron James, and and uh, Josh Hawley. Just I forget the exact uh, comment that he well, made. That's the big thing the, the Hong Kong aspect. I mean, those people Correct. are being literally Hong
1: Hong. Yeah. having their rights taken away. They can't protest their own national anthem, which is literally what people like LeBron complain that Americans can't do and, and Black people can't do in America, even though they can. Uh, and G- Holly has been to Hong Kong. He's taken part in these protests. He's interviewed people. He's seen it up front. I mean, this actual repression of this country that we pretend it's all good with. And Adam Silver came out with a comment last week about it. And he said that, well, we, they just have a different way of governing. And we have to respect <laughs> that. Just, they just use communist dictatorship. They just lock people up and kill dissenters and only let you have one kid. Just got to respect the culture.
0: No, my favorite part, you're right. The, the day that LeBron was railing against Drew Brees, Drew Brees, who said he would never kneel for the anthem, and Drew Brees, who said he loves his country. I know those are offensive words. Those, it's a very, it was a very offensive take from Brees. But you know, they came down on on uh, Brees from every direction, including LeBron. That day, they made a law in Hong Kong that it was illegal to uh, criticize the national anthem. Illegal to criticize the national anthem. LeBron didn't say a word. But my favorite, if you? And you've probably seen this video. You don't see it much for obvious reasons. It uh, you know makes LeBron and the sainted one, the anointed one, Colin Kaepernick, makes them look bad. But there's actual video of stores like sneaker stores in malls that don't let black people in. <laughs> they don't, don't no know. black people allowed. Now, they're, uh, they're not in concentration camps yet. They're also they're- not playing basketball right now,
1: largely because of this country's incompetence and corruption that covered up a virus that spread across the world.
0: Good point. But, but I think when you're talking about Kaepernick and Kaepernick, that all he cares about is, you know, this, the the mistreatment of African-Americans in this country. And he makes his money. He gets paid, you know, to be a martyr by Nike and in malls, in some malls, in some stores in China, black people can't buy the sneakers that he sells they're not allowed to and he doesn't say a friggin word Nike doesn't say a word but so back to Wojnowski and this was so bizarre so out of the blue but when Josh Hawley you know mentions free Hong Kong because I don't know if any, everyone's aware of this but NBA guys are going to have little slogans on their jerseys uh, well not all of them not LeBron but l- most players are going to have little slogans the name went over these the other day they're stupid and what's the, what's the best one economic uh, uh, most people are
3: choosing group economics to wear on their jerseys this i hope i hope that's what, what, what that
0: means. mean that sounds like a project you do group. in that. what <laughs> group economics man that's a strong statement that is a bold statement group so you what get there there's a uh, i don't know how many would you say 40 or 50 slogans you get to pick one and that goes in place of your name and you know most of them are Stupid, like you know, equality or whatever of uh, the- peace, justice, freedom, peace, enough justice, yeah. freedom. Also, I can't breathe. Right? Is that on there? I can't, I breathe. can't breathe. Is there? Yep. Um, you know, good woke expressions. LeBron, by the way, is not going to participate. He's going to have his name. Do you know why? I know you've been on vacation, Turtle Boy. Do you know why LeBron's not going to put a slogan on there? No, I was told it was because he was not involved in the input. He, he was mad they didn't check with him first. They just came out with these they, slogans. That's and the thought most they would-
1: one thing ever. It's not that he's upset that you're not putting the right messages out there. It's that you didn't consult with him. He has to be in charge of everything because he's fucking LeBron.
0: So, yeah, so, so he, the league did this and they thought they were doing the right thing and all these woke lefties would be applauding them. LeBron said, it was just a player, last I checked, just a player. LeBron said, they didn't call me first, I'm not doing it, and he's going to have his name on his jersey. <laughs> that is such a, you're right, that is such a LeBron thing. Uh, But most of the players have said they're going to do whatever equality or justice or whatever. And the question we all have, you have, I have, is, can you choose to put free Hong Kong on there? You know, could you p- choose to put defund Planned parenthood? I mean, I well, think that's the question ultimately that Josh Hawley wanted an answer. Correct. Holly did. And so the answer that he got
1: from Woj, who's well, well, for he didn't email, he emailed Adam silver, but he CC'd the major reporters like Woj and stuff like that. Cause obviously they're going to be interested in that story. And
0: Woj writes back. Woj just me. writes back. Fuck off. That's it. it Two words. You. I thought it was "fuck you." Okay. Was it, I? Um. I think it was off. Was it off, uh, Col Or I thought it was "fuck you." Um. Just check it quick. But yeah, yeah. But it, it's "fuck you." It's "fuck you." Yeah. "Fuck you." I'm sorry. "Fuck you." So it doesn't matter. But anyway, this is a guy who only, as far as I could tell, I stopped following him because it's boring. Just you know, D League transactions and all. You know, all these. All it is is little transactions that his sources give him. There. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. "Fuck you," says. Um says Wojanowski to um, Senator Josh Hawley. Bizarre, bizarre by any definition response. Why do you think he sent that? Uh,
1: say that again? Why do you think he sent that? What about, because the letter itself is strictly, you know, it's absolutely legitimate questions. Why do you think he wrote, fuck well, you? Two
0: reasons. He's beholden to China, just like LeBron and, you know, Steve Kerr, they know how much money, they know how important China is. And Wojanowski, I mean, while he is, getting paid by ESPN. I mean, he's part of the NBA. Let's be honest. He's part of the NBA. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's that's one reason. Plus, he's a left winger. He's a, He hates Josh Hawley because Josh Hawley is our next to his name. And in that's this current guy. day and age, people just all, you know, their, their instinct is to go overboard. You would agree. Their instinct is to just, you know, fight. You know, Wojnowski.
1: Adrian Wojanowski, could read between the lines. He understood exactly what Josh Hawley was pressing at here, and that's calling out the elephant in the room that Woj knows is there, but he's too gutless to get it himself. And he, now you have a United States Senator doing it, which is unheard of because they're used to people like Chuck Grassley and these old fogies in the Senate who don't pay attention to any of this crap. But now they have a young guy. He's like th- 39, 40 years old, youngest Senator in the country. He's, he's what he's right wing woke. He's under, he understands the issues that, you know, we're talking about right now. Like he, he's kind of got to come on a podcast like this. So, The he you could tell that he hates this guy. He hates what he represents. So he just dismisses him with, you know, fuck you. He didn't really think it through, obviously. But um I just thought that now imagine for one moment, Senator Elizabeth Warren writes them an email. It's like something like, What would be a cause? How about this? What are you doing to uh Mr. Silver to highlight transgender awareness month? What are you doing to do that? He would probably write back a very he wrote back something, you know, kiss her ass. Oh, we're, we support the trans community, blah blah. blah. It fuck you. And if it was, there would be no more woe
0: to ESPN. And Josh Hawley's a brilliant guy. Yale, Stanford. He is, as you point out, presidential timber. He's if he runs in twenty twenty four, he would be the favorite right now, right now. And so you're not talking about a dope, but if it were a dope, just let's I don't know, let's think of a dope. AOC, if it were AOC. Or Elon Omar, or uh, yeah, or Nancy Pelosi, Democratic senator. You would never ever do this, and if you did, and if you did this to AOC, you'd probably lose your job. You in this at ESPN, you would probably lose your job if you said f you to AOC. I was actually surprised. I have to say this. ESPN suspended Wojnowski for uh, two weeks. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to get a raise, and, and maybe he will. And but here's where it's going to work out.
3: But that and, took some. To, to be fair, that took some time. I'm not saying that took days, but that they took. They sensed the reaction that was going out there. They they. I don't know. They they waited that they could have made that announcement that he was actually suspended pretty quickly because it was an absurd thing to do, and they waited a decent amount of time to do that.
0: I mean, that, I was almost thinking like is 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 he really breaking rules i mean this is how you're supposed to treat republicans if you work at espn right i mean this is this is what they expect from you so immediately immediately you got support from his colleagues one of these women uh anchor hosts uh sports center women said i stand with uh woge and of course of course lebron had to chime in lebron tweets free woge free woge so in the long term This is really going to work out for Wojanowski. You watch in two weeks. He will have every scoop. Not that he didn't have most of them already, but the boys, you know, LeBron and, you know, whatever, Kerr and the rest of them will take care of Woj because Woj proved that he hates not just doesn't just hate Trump. He hates all Republicans. So he's one of the good ones.
3: What was was going on through his head, by the way? Like, what's his mental state? He types, you is there like this arrogance to him where he thinks like, oh, he doesn't have the balls to tell people that I just replied to him like that? Like what? Yeah, his, his it's was, a good his, question.
1: His balls. is was his, his, his thinking was, "I'm fucking Woj. <laughs> Who the fuck is Josh Holly? Who's this asshole? Fuck <laughs> you!" Like that's <laughs> honestly his
0: line of thinking. Uh, but I also think you know that's how people think at ESPN. Like I said, he's thinking this is what we all think. Screw this guy, and he can't believe he's suspended, and he you know he had to write that apology. But if he just wrote, you know, go screw yourself, if he didn't use the f word, there'd be no price to pay, right? It was the F word that got him in trouble. And he will go down. Actually, he's not allowed to go to Orlando. That's part of his punishment. He can't go down to the bubble in Orlando. I just watched a live report from there on ESPN, and the reporter has the full face mask going. And it was like this. The host was um, my guy, uh, Bouchergrass. He's got a gray beard on him. And Bouchergrass throws a question to the woman who's covering the NBA in Orlando. And she's full face mask, and she's like this. And you're going, can't you just pull the mask off and do your report? You have to leave the mask on. You're outside in Orlando. You got two minutes to tell everyone what's happening and you can't take your freaking mask off. I mean, what, what is that a statement? That's what that is, right? That's, That's a all, this is. Yeah, it's yeah. all this is. It's an anti-Trump thing. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so careful that I'm doing my live report with a mask on. You might not be able to hear a word I'm saying. But God, I am careful. And that Trump, Trump was seen in public. If you missed it, if you weren't paying attention to news all weekend, Trump was seen in public for the first time with a mask on. He was at Walter Reed and he put a mask on. And you know what? He looked good. He looked good. He looked good in the mask. He didn't look like Biden looks like he has it on backwards or upside down. He never looks right in a mask. Trump looked like he looked right.
1: Yeah, he should just keep doing it. I mean, what's the point of not doing it? I mean, how is that going to help you get elected not wearing a
0: mask? I don't know, just do it when you have to do, do when you're in the hospital, right. do it when you're in right. closed quarters, even if it doesn't help.
1: Everything Doesn't it feel like, Jerry, like there's not a major election coming up? Like there's no, like I remember four years ago, there was a huge vibe. It's, and it's all because of coronavirus. Obviously, people aren't out and about and doing things. But like four years ago around this time, there was such a vibe about Hillary against Trump. There's no vibe about it. You don't even I know when election's coming up.
0: I sure. guess you know you don't have any rallies, uh, you don't have any debates scheduled what? yet, you and you don't really have any. You don't get to see real raw Biden when that happens. There also wasn't
3: an gonna... ongoing pandemic at that time. That was the biggest story in the world. The election is going around. Killing
1: him, man! Like,
0: and, and honestly, he's killing himself.
1: Why the hell did they cancel the rally in Portsmouth this weekend?
0: I know the weather was fine. It was unbelievable. He canceled it because of this uh, tropical storm, something or other, and it turned out to be a beautiful that sunny looks afternoon. So
1: weak. That looks so weak. You're Trump. You have mess. You you're a hurricane yourself. You're not scared of a tropical storm in
0: New Hampshire. Go and do your rally. Do your thing. I mean, you're um, Trump. He should have. You should have. But think. I also think that the people who hate Trump and the, and the Democrats, the 60 million plus who right now intend to um, vote for Biden. They're going to be a little nervous when Biden is unleashed, when Biden comes out of the basement and is not scripted, is not choreographed. You can't tell me they're not going to look at this guy who is not right in the head. And they're going to say, yeah, I'm good with that. I mean, I know they hate Trump, but the alternative I mean, might be some people decide to vote for Kanye West. So, I mean, why, why would they bring Biden out of the basement, though, Jerry? I think you have to at some point, I agree that they you know they can leave him there they, they want to leave him there. they don't want him out there. they don't want him facing questions or or being uh, subjected to Joe the plumber or whoever but but when you know they they're forced to maybe September, maybe October, I don't know, eventually he has to come out, does he not
1: i, I why? Why does he? There won't be a D de- there won't be a democratic convention here. You, you can kiss that goodbye. There will, there will not be a democratic convention. They've already canceled everything through Christmas. They've, the plan is to cancel everything through. This is all a plan. They know it. They know their candidate is weak. The less they talk, the better. And they're just going to let Trump sink his own ship, which he seems content with doing because he's not bringing up the issues that people want to hear about that. His base wants to hear about. Instead. He's too tweeting out stupid shit about like yesterday. He tweeted shit about that. The wall. About what that part of the wall was privately built by a guy who <laughs> lost three limbs and, and and he raised a bunch of money and he's like, well, I didn't build that part of the wall. Shut! What are
0: you doing? These are your well, supporters. Worse, Turtle Boy. Worse was that he tweeted about how uh, he plays golf. Oh man, he plays he plays golf much faster than Obama used to play. <laughs> and you know, he he said it's his exercise exercise driving the cart from the tee box to the green. His exercise, but I guess, you know, it's all relative. He doesn't you do much
1: Obama a lot when he golfed and rightfully so. I don't understand this. I don't have time to fucking golf. I don't have time to do anything yet. The president of the United States, the leader of the free world in an election year has all this time to golf.
0: I never thought I, I always thought like, it's not, that, not asking that much to not golf when, when Bush gave up golf because of you know the war he put, he put us in the war and he, he gave up golf. I, I commended them. You got things to do, more important things to do. If you need, you know, exercise, you know, jump on a, a exercise bike or something or go on the treadmill. You don't have to golf. I think Trump feels like he has to. It's the only thing he does. There's
1: no urgency there. It's like, dude, you're losing right now. Like You need to win. You don't have time to golf. Everything you should be doing right now should be centered around winning in November. And it seems like you're just taking it for granted because you assume the silent majority is going to show up in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan once again. And it
0: ain't going to happen, dude. You need to give them something to vote for. And he doesn't play golf. You Even notice he never plays golf with his kids. I mean, he's got... Yeah, his his seven-foot son. His seven foot son yeah. who's fourteen now. You yeah. never see him in fact have you ever seen him do anything with Baron? No, like, ever. We've talked about this before. <laughs> it's an odd relationship. Has he goes to happened? the Army Navy game or he goes to the national championship game and may you don't think the kid would like to go with him on Air Force One and go to a, you know, the national championship game? But even he doesn't you don't see him play golf with Don Jr. or Eric either. It's always some celebrity or some professional golfer, which is fine, but the big video over the weekend was he he drove the cart, and the caddy was on the back. And, and it was like, I, I forget, some left-wing website was mocking him because the caddy kind of hung on the back of the cart. But you're not supposed to be in a cart with someone else. I don't know if they're aware of this. This is a virus now, and you're not supposed to go in the same cart with someone else. So he told the kid, or it's not a kid, it's a grunt, get on the back. Gave him a ride. What's wrong with that? I don't know. But I, I'm with you. Why not just say, I'll golf again in – November 4th i We'll, we'll I'll play November. I'll play on Thanksgiving weekend. That's when I'll play again. I think, I think
3: he can multitask a little bit, right? It, doesn't he have a telephone where he can talk to people while he's golfing to some extent? Can't he, like can a, he some
0: four hour.
1: It's like a four-hour commitment, Dave. I mean, he's not golfing nine holes,
0: is he? No, he, and that, and he said that. Get that tweet, Dave. Pop that up there because this is funny. He said he gets work done on the course, and unlike Obama, he plays fast. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm Obama. sure we do discuss some things, but it's it's not like he's on his phone the whole time. You're the president. You shouldn't have a free minute. I don't understand how they have time to golf at all.
0: Well, he was gonna go to the driving range, but Charlie Baker said that would be dangerous. Can't That's go true. to the driving range. Um yeah. but but um Obama, I believe, played the day after was it Daniel Pearl got, you know, uh decapitated by by Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And uh, he sent. he was like, did a little press conference while wearing his golf spikes. And, you know, he had his golf club on and he said, yeah, it's awful what they did to our our, our citizen here. But I got a tee time and he went and played. But that's OK. You're allowed to do that. Things have changed now. I'm with you. Say no golf until we win this election. It's too damn important. Everybody can see it every day. How much is at stake? I know it's a cliche that we've said many many times but this is the biggest election the most important election of our lives because if you don't vote for the evil orange man what what you're seeing in Portland and Seattle and New York and Chicago and that's going to happen coast to coast and border to border we'll have Honestly, complete lawlessness.
1: I'm not as much worried like if we lose the presidency at least it'll be funny like cuz Biden is so hilarious. Like if you think it's good now think of I mean, think of all the gaffes. It's going to be great, great, great material. Uh, but I am worried about losing the Senate because they <laughs> actually matter, and it's like they appoint judges. We've had a really good run in the Senate, and Trump's about to cost all these people. Like we're, we're going to lose seats in Colorado, North Carolina because of an association with
0: him. Unfortunately. Well, and I'll give you know the Democrats credit. They fight dirty. We know that the Russian thing was all made up. We know the Kavanaugh. Rape stories were all made up. They have a playbook, and there is nothing beneath them. Nothing. That's why I think in the next four months, get ready. There's going to be something else. Uh, they they tried with the Russia thing. They tried with Ukraine. Didn't work. Didn't fly. You know, with uh, you know Julie Swetnick and, and Avenatti, they tried to destroy Kavanaugh. Didn't work. In the next four months, I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be you know a, a what did uh, a dead girl or a live boy. Well, you know, Trump will be a story about him being. Being, uh, I don't know, somehow involved in something. Get ready; it's yeah, going to happen. It's going to be ugly.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, he should be pushing right now. People are asking, like, what should he be saying? Schools, schools—that should be the thing. I think that's a popular issue. Get kids back to school and advocate, in particular, Jerry, for minority children and, and kids who come from impoverished backgrounds. Because guess what? This, this whole teachers not going back to work thing. Is the is a perfect example of what actual institutional racism looks like. Because the kids who are coming from Shrewsbury, from nice homes, who have parental support at home and they can get tutoring and Zoom calls and all this stuff, they'll survive. They'll, they'll get through this. It's the kids that are coming from poor homes that don't have the structure, they don't have the parental support, their parents are addicted to drugs, they're in jail, whatever. They need school. School is not mandatory. because we just want to make it mandatory. It's mandatory because it's really freaking important for kids. And they're just kind of poo-pooing that because why? Because mostly white teachers are afraid of getting a virus that is a 99.98 survival rating. I mean, that's the way. Well, no,
0: no. I think some are afraid of getting the virus, but most are afraid of appearing like things are back to normal. And that helps Trump. I think all, you know, most teachers are liberal and teachers unions, God knows are radical liberals. They want to continue the the epi- the pandemic. They want to continue the lockdown as long as possible because it helps Biden and hurts Trump. Oh. I, I, I'll say this, Turtle Boy that they, they never should have been out of school for a day. I mean, yeah, we I knew We knew I long, agree. long ago it doesn't affect children. We knew they don't get it. they don't give it. We know if a teacher's over 60 or over 300 pounds, they don't have to go to work fine. They can stay home. But a teacher who's 37 or 32, young and healthy, should be in the classroom. We all know it. Anybody who says, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're putting kids at risk is either ill-informed or intentionally uh, misleading because they know if everyone goes back to school, goes back to college, high school, then it appears the country is back on track. And that's what Trump needs above all else. He needs to appear like we're getting back to normal. We're getting back to school and work, and everything's good again. Yes, that I helps hope. him. They, now, you know, I, you know what these teacher unions are like. You I was in Priority. I would number one. Say. Priority is bringing down the big bad orange man.
1: No, well, the, the the union itself, I suppose, is a left-wing organization. But individual teachers, Jerry, I've talked to a lot of teachers. They want to get back to work. If I was still teaching right now, like I didn't like summer that much. I, I was anxious to get back to school in late October. If I had gone six months, which this will be, six months with no – I would be fiending to get back into the classroom because it was my passion. I love doing it. And most teachers love doing their job, right? Believe it or not, I know you think they're all just a bunch of union acts. No, most teachers actually love – doing their job they like it they wouldn't sign up for this job um, if they didn't enjoy the you know helping kids learn or whatever uh, so how can you not want to get back in the classroom that's what i don't understand for teachers how how do you not have this insatiable desire to do your job and don't give me this whole like well this i could get it and then i could give it to grandma guess what that could happen to cops
0: firefighters every single other person out there so what is your excuse and we know we know so much more now. I mean, if you don't know that this doesn't kill children, then you're an idiot. I mean, maybe you shouldn't be teaching at all. If you're really that ill-informed, if you really have not kept up with the news, then then what you, you got no excuse. You're right. There but should not I'm only not I, mean, about I, I was just you can keep up with the news and not know this
1: because the media lies to them. They go read right. every 630 every night. Nora O'Donnell comes on and says, the number of cases is increasing. Oh, my God, everybody running hard and it's all in Republican states. But how are the deaths? They're, they're, they're making people think that cases are what matter when they're not. Who
0: cares about cases? The only thing that matters is deaths. Cases is good. That means more people are getting it and they're getting through it and they're getting the antibodies. And, uh, and you know, we know that you get closer to herd immunity or you get closer to the thing, you know, dying out. Cases is good. There's no problem if you have more cases, if they're not dying, if they're not on ventilators, who cares if they're 20 years old. That's why when, when all these black lives matter protests spread the virus, I didn't care. They're not, they're not killing people. They're just getting the sick and they're getting better. Some cases they don't even know they have it. I guess it's hopeless at this point. If people are still going to say, I can't send my kid to school because um because my, the, my kid might get the virus and die. The old folks are already quarantined. They're quarantined. They're careful. They're not, you know, they're not dying because they're not putting themselves in dangerous positions. So what does it matter what kids do? What does it matter what kids do if the grandparents are already isolated? Well, here's the, here's the, here's the, how they'll move the goalpost, as somebody said.
1: What are the long term effects of the virus? And Fauci said the same thing that there's a lot of other effects that, that could happen to this. Newsflash. We don't shut down society because something could happen. That's not what we do. Well, it, it's an unknown about the virus. Well, we'll find out. If we find out that there's, you know, huge mutations and you start losing feet and arms and appendages as a result of coronavirus in five years, then yeah, then we'll, we'll chill out a little bit. We don't stop because something might happen. Stop it.
0: It's ridiculous. I, I think you're right, man. This, this has to be an issue. If you're, if you're Trump, Or anybody you know who wants to support Trump, you have to say, "Listen, we want to get back to school, get back to college, high school, elementary school." And the Democrats, you know, they're they're against it. They want to uh, keep this lockdown going forever because anybody with half a brain or any common sense knows that you can't keep kids out of school any longer. It's been ridiculous already that these kids aren't learning; they're not interacting. We already see the numbers of of like I was reading this morning that. Is it over? I think it was under thirty overdoses. There's a, there's like four times as many people died of overdoses than died of the virus <laughs> during yeah. the last four months. I mean, there, are, as you know, there's domestic violence, there's drugs, there's uh, alcoholism, there's all kinds of uh, ancillary, you know, mm-hmm. the, the things going on that are just uh, unaccounted or that, that just don't matter. Hell, you want to see the uh, the deceit you get from the media? Look at the coverage of Andrew Cuomo. That guy, is he Republican? He's out of office already. He's in jail. He's 70%, 72% approval rating for his COVID handling. COVID handling. So 6,300 uh, elderly ce- uh, senior citizens in New York are dead because of him. He killed 6,300 people and he has a 72% approval rating. Now, I realize many of the people who approve are stupid, but others are reading whatever the New York Times Washington Post, they're read, they're watching CNN, they're saying, Oh, isn't he wonderful? They don't get the news, they don't know the damage he's done. I mean, it's hard to believe that that with I mean, when you it's it's not that complicated. He put coronavirus patients back in nursing homes yeah. and yeah. thousands died.
1: It's Simple. How many people do you think coronavirus spread from on the subway as a result of an a non-existent mask law. Of all the places that should have had mask laws, it should have been the New York City subway where people are on top of each other, probably spreading it like wildfire. And then all of a sudden, two months later, they're like, oh yeah, now it's mandatory. Well, it's too late now. You already killed a bunch of people. He
0: didn't even clean the subways for the first, whatever it was, month, month and a half. I mean, there's just simple things he did not do that, are, that aren't hard to get your mind around. So how could anyone approve of it? I mean, it's nuts or... You know, De Bla- I guess De Blasio. He, everyone hates him, even liberals hate him. But De Blasio, the nice. De Blasio thing is funny. He literally came out. I think it was over the weekend. He came out. His latest declaration is: there will be no, what's he call it, mass, I don't know, marches or no mass gatherings allowed. Yeah. And someone said, "What about BLM?" He says, "Oh, except for them." Yes. So you. Sure <laughs> so, so Black Lives Matter can have rallies, marches, whatever, but. If you have something else in mind, like you were marching whatever against abortion or against whatever climate change, you can't do it.
1: They decide what the important issues are that are worth spreading coronavirus for Jerry. They will be the arbiters of that, they're the gatekeepers. Meanwhile, they're wasting taxpayer money, literally trolling the president. They are writing Black Lives. If Black Lives Matter is this thing that should unite us, right? Then why why would they write it in front of Trump Tower? I mean what a do, and why would you bring Al Sharpton, that charlatan down? That's
0: there? That, right. Al Sharpton and yeah. De Blasio together wear their masks and painted yeah. the words, the yellow words in Black Lives, in front of Trump Tower. Again, uh, I don't have to do this every day, but Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization that wants to end capitalism. In fact, they were in one of the rallies this weekend, I think it was in DC, they were selling was it DC or New York, they were selling abolish t-shirts black lives matter that said abolish capitalism <laughs> so they're not hiding but idiots like de blasio and, and sharpton or charlatans were painting the words in front of trump tower defacing the the street in front of trump tower like if you say and there's some organizations i think judicial watch is suing for the right to mm. paint their own things you know
1: why not? I mean, it's a political message. Why? Why is one political message sanctioned
0: and the other one isn't? I think you know why. Because Black Lives Matter is uh, is special. Is special. Um, right. uh, is that one of the slogans for the? It must be for the NBA's. Just if they want to have just Black Lives Matter on their shirt, can they do that?
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, Black Lives Matter is the the first approved statement on the. Uh, is it really?
0: Yeah. I don't know if you kept up with this one, but this woman Rosenberg, is it Susan Rosenberg? I tweeted about it. She is on the board of directors for black lives matter. She was released. uh, She was, I believe her uh, sentence was uh, uh, commuted by, um, was it Obama or Clinton? I don't know. They both Obama uh, commuted like 1700 sentences or pardons. She was a terrorist. She was a terrorist. She was sentenced to like 50 years for blowing up things. And, and she got out in 16 years. Now she's on the board of directors, for Black Lives Matter, she is a terrorist, and they are—they're you know, not hiding anymore. I mean, I realize that celebrities and corporations are uh, are intimidated, are in fear of them, but they're not hiding anymore. They're—they're uh, uh, being run by terrorists. They are Marxists. They are uh, devoted to ending capitalism. And the NBA next week, you're going to see an NBA game where half the players will have them average. Will be advertising them on their jersey.
1: And the only people who care about it are right-wing nutjobs like, like Josh Holly. I mean, even Barstool Sports published an oh, article. Yeah,
0: hold on. I want to get to this. this. This is a good one, the Barstool Sports. After I talk about Shake oh, Concrete, oh, I want to talk about Barstool and about USA Today, the greatest hate, you know, the greatest Trump derangement syndrome story of all time. Uh, it might be uh, in USA Today over the weekend. We'll tell you about that after i tell you about Shea Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know my brother-in-law, Greg, has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you knew that. I've been telling you about that for a while, but I'm going to tell you again. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair to improve your old home, improve the value of your old home, this is for you. Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete, or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. Uh, I like stone. Bluestone, that's what I recommend, Bluestone. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. And just like that, just like that, within hours. Your house is more, worth more. Your house looks better. The, the, the value of your house goes up because you got new front steps that look great, and they don't even bother you. You can stay in the house with the air conditioning cranking. You don't have to come out. You don't have to get in the way. They'll do it all. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com and also at SheaConcrete.com. You can learn, you can see about all the job openings. They have their openings at all their plants. They're always looking for CDL drivers. If you're one of those million plus people that Charlie Baker put out of work in Massachusetts, give them a call or log on to SheaConcrete.com and check them out. Or just send your resume to Jobs at SheaConcrete.com. Got it? Um, this the, this is usually Cullenane's beat, you know the the barstool beat. That's his beat. But uh, um, Turtle Boy was all over this. Um, uh, let me re- refresh my memory. The turtle, the um, which which barstool person are we talking about? This is a- Kate.
1: This is a uh, Kate's another
0: SJW hire. Kate. Kate. From Boston, yeah, Kate yeah from she,
3: she's the co-host of Zero Block Thirty or Zero Dart. What, what's that? Zero blog Thirty is that what they call no, it? You're the one that's supposed yeah, to know these sorry, things. Sorry, I don't listen to their podcast, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean it's probably terrible,
1: but whatever. She's she's a she's another personality that Dave Portnoy brought in and obviously did not vet because she's a radical leftist, and her her take on the uh the Howley story. Was this is the this is the headline? Woj drops f bomb after senator from state with no NBA team cries about NBA players who want equality. So she, <laughs> that uh, Howley is like against equality or something. When in reality, this it's like do they really not know that this is about China? So, so I guess barstool sports at this point is not only are they social justice warriors, they're they're Chinese propaganda,
0: So it's a, it's a good point, it, and I I saw that. I think Minahan uh, jumped all over her on Twitter. Because the headline is just so ridiculous. Uh, A, who cares if his city or state has no NBA? What does that matter? He's talking about you know <laughs> our our global uh, enemy adversary. He's talking about China, and it is simple. Again, you got to keep these things simple, particularly for someone like this, this nitwit from Barstool. Is Hong Kong is being oppressed? We like to talk about oppression. Most of it made up oppression uh, in this country. This is real oppression in china and holly's no. concerned about it and in in her article jerry
1: she actually says that missouri she references that missouri is worse than uh what the chinese do for repression this is a, a quote in closing out if you want to go ahead and combine topics for the sake of a quick knee jerk message and allow me to do the same uh and say that for a senator bringing up a regime that suppresses people you guys are doing a great job of that in Missouri, v the, and then she links prisonpolicy dot org that shows incarceration rates in Missouri and implies then that Missouri is a more oppressive state than. I mean, this is the from the club. is a
0: joke. Uh, no, my- I mean, this. Just- Missouri's more oppressive or she said suppressed. Did she say suppressed? You just read and you said suppress,
1: Uh, suppress, suppress.
0: So Missouri suppresses people more than China suppresses people or suppresses people in Hong Kong. I got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm telling you, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I think there's this NBA experiment and it'll probably pull the plug off as soon as, you know, someone tests positive for the virus. But this NBA experiment in Disney, is not going to go well. It's not going to go well. It's going to appear literally, you know, uh, they're in a bubble, but it's going to appear figuratively that they're in a bubble where everybody, you know, hates the president. Everyone thinks America is racist and everyone thinks, you know, systemic racism is the biggest problem we have and oppression and all that. And we're going to look and say these arrogant, you know, these pompous, spoiled brats like LeBron and Curry and Kerr, Cur and, and it's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Who, was the,
2: who was the
3: ESPN guy who went off on that? Who did a video on that? Um, I'll, I'll look it up. It was some ESPN analyst who actually had a good who had a good rant about how awful some of these NBA players look, just complaining about the
0: ball. Well, Whitlock's court. been writing. Jason Whitlock with Outkick has been writing about it like on a daily basis, and he's been great. He's been the voice of reason, you know, pushing back against this social justice mob. And it's going to feel like that's what they all—that's what they are. You know, they're the social justice mob gathering in in uh, the Orlando to—I don't know—celebrate the life of George Floyd. Is that what you think they're going to be doing, Turtle Boy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I uh, what are the?
1: What I'd like to know more from the NBA is that we shut this all down when Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and then later Marcus Smart—they all got the bug, right? So what ha- what happened with them? I mean, I'd like to hear about that. How how sick did they get? Were they in bed? Were they were they in the hospital? I have a feeling I know the answer is not much happened to them because it's not a disease that should be represent a threat to anybody who's in good enough shape to be in the NBA.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Like is Popovich, <clears throat> maybe if you're Popovich, who's who never he's, he looks sickly even when he was young, but. He doesn't have to go. Let's let that, that woman, he's got, he's got a woman on assistant coach, right? She can be the coach. Yeah, he can stay at home. Uh, he's, he's woke. Yeah. Be, yeah. And, and, and they're, they're torn because they'd like to get paid. They'd like to get back to, to work, but they also want to continue to make, you know, the country look like we're going through this incredible crisis. Cause then we need new leadership. As Elizabeth Warren said, we need new faces, new leadership, vote Biden. Um, but the, um, the Barstool, what's it again? Kate? Barstool Kate? Barstool Kate yeah. attacks Josh Hawley because his St. Louis doesn't have a team anymore. And because they repress no, they suppress the people in Missouri. And you're right. To i just must read that and go, what did I do? What what do even, like, does he even know what's happening in his company? That's what I don't like, Or is he too busy day trading? I think he knows. And I think he has some regrets. And I think he knows that... The apology that he gave, he shouldn't have ever given. Obviously, it did nothing. It appeased no one. And I think he knows that that, you know, you know we always talk about your base, you know, your, your base. His base was disgusted with that apology, with that, that Mia culprit he gave after the, uh, the video of him singing a rap song came out. He should have just come out and said, like he always does, said, I'm not apologizing. All I did was sing a song, you know, yeah. sing a stupid rap song
1: but would respect him more for it. who cares about these whiny little babies that you employ. They're not going to quit. Call their bluff. Say, you know, tell them to fuck off. If they don't like
0: it, you're the boss. Can't. You know, he's gonna I'll say this. If you're Portno, I guess he could, you're right. He could. But if he fired that guy, That's Brandon, fine. Brandon, That's is it black it. Brandon? What's
1: his name? No, no need to fire. No need to fire. Just say, Hey, do what he did later on. Say, fuck off.
0: If you don't like it, like he this did, but they're not going to quit because if they, if they, get fired then they could sue him or make it look bad it looks bad bad if you fire him so just make make
1: it life so on do what they did to costanza when he had to remember that episode of seinfeld where he had to crawl through a vent to get to his office like make life miserable for them there so that they quit the whiny little babies they're hurting your brand
0: but i tell you what the next you know the next black guy the next woke black guy that applies for a job with portnoy is gonna have a tough time because he's like he looks back and said, Why did I hire this guy? He's stecking you know, he's shiv me in the back. He's bad mouthing me, and he knows I can't fire him. Or I shouldn't say he can't, he could, but he knows it would look bad. Why wouldn't he hire Jason Whitlock? I don't know. It's a great hire though. That the outkick Clay Travis hired Jason Whitlock away from Fox. He's been right how much do you think Whitlock commands for a salary? I don't know, but I think he's a part owner of that. Wouldn't you say, Colin Lane? That he's oh,
3: yeah, he definitely, he definitely has equity in it. And he's I mean, launching a podcast soon. And I mean, he according to Clay Travis, that they've just exploded, and it seems uh, almost attributed solely to him.
1: I so. think it's largely to do with Barstool. I mean, the, the the success of Outkick, because Outkick is now the only sports related blog that calls out this kind of hypocrisy. Because obviously, you can't, can't can't count on Barstool to do it.
0: They're a joke. It's a good point, and I think Clay Travis knows that. That's why he celebrated when ESPN named their new morning show. Uh, Get rid of Golick and Wingo, and added uh, Jason Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, and some other guy. He knows it'll be super woke. He knows it'll be predictable, and he knows they'll be you know they'll all be Trump haters, and they'll all love you know LeBron. And and the, this and what Clay Travis said is you know hey, we got an alternative, we got something else, and so do we, Turtle. But we have an alternative right here. You can listen to this podcast because, um, I, I got, you know, let's get to before we, before we're done here and let turtle boy get back to blogging because you've been off for a week. You've been up drunk boating on Winnipesaukee. Did you have a good time?
1: I had a great time out there. Big lake, big, big, big lake.
0: But I respect you because the first thing he said to and me was I can't, I got a lot to get back to you. Stayed up till one in the morning going through your email. I expect some good stuff from TV yeah. daily news today. I know you got some, some irons in the fire, but you were both uh, uh, criticizing me this morning for my tweet about my one-year anniversary. Yesterday was one yeah. year, one year ago. Yesterday, since I got fired, um, and since then, I got to be honest, it, I, it's EEI is in worse shape than I even I imagined, and I do have mixed feelings. I don't know, believe me, but I have a couple friends. Glenn Awardway is a good friend of mine. And they're all going to go down with the ship because EEI is in such horrible shape. The, re- the the ratings are lower than ever. I know there's people in the morning show who are lying about their ratings, but that's kind of verifiable. I, I mean, you could check. As I said, as I texted one of my old colleagues, I said, anytime you want, go ahead and tweet out the rankings because they claim to be number one. in some made up demo. Just co- totally made it up. Uh, I haven't seen that tweet yet where the rankings have them on the top of any demo because they're not, but the ratings are lower than ever. The revenue is like non-existent. They're literally calling my brother-in-law, asking him to come back to EEI, which is kind of comical. <laughs> 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 they're very, very desperate. I knew it was going to be a tough year and it, it's been much worse than I imagined. Here's here's some breaking news that might interest only you, Colinane, But I got an interesting text the other day, Friday. Friday or Thursday from uh, one of my old uh, co-hosts. Okay. Um, one of my old crazy co-hosts, as you know, I had two of the craziest ever and for a long stretch, I had Dino and then I had Kirk, this was not from Kirk. This was from Dino who I don't, I'm not in touch with anymore. He's retired. And he said, can you imagine how long would we last today? Yeah, Things have changed so much. That you know everybody on the air is playing scared. Everybody's afraid to say anything. Any, I mean, you said ten things today, Turtle Boy, on this one hour and ten minute podcast that would have get you would have gotten you yanked off the air. And I'm not talking about swears. I'm talking about you know criticizing whatever, Black Lives Matter, criticizing. Yeah, they
1: wouldn't the let me anywhere near WEI. I've called up the station before and Curtis would not let me on. He would not let me call through because they they don't want they they, they liked me when I was doing their dirty work for them and exposing Bob Murchison. They, they love that secretly but they don't want to publicly associate with you because they're a bunch of gutless cowards. I don't know if you remember this, Jerry. You were the one of the first guys to ever discover Turtle Boy. This was before the blog really blew up. It was a blog about a bunch of 22,000 Boston fans allegedly calling P.K. Subban the N-word. And I found out there was like eight people and none of them were Boston fans. It was just retweeted a bunch of times. And you messaged me and you're like, uh, I'm going to set you up with uh, Rob Bradford and uh, we're going to get you uh, get your job here. I was like all excited about it. And then I talked to Bradfoe about it. And he was not he was, he was not as gung-ho about it as you were. And you could tell that I wasn't his cup of tea.
0: Well, uh, do you think WEEI.com Bradfoe's Website, essentially. How do you think that's doing right now? How do you yeah. think that's doing? You think all this revenue that's disappeared because there's no baseball, which is, you know, not, that's what they're counting on baseball to save them. But all this revenue that's gone out the window, I'm going to guess uh there's not a lot coming in for WEI.com. They could have used you then, Turtle Boy, and they could use you now more than ever. Unfortunately, you're much too dangerous. Um, hell, that you know, Dino is right. We would have lasted 10 minutes today because- Everything is so sanitized, so safe. You can hear it in their voices that they're afraid to say anything that will upset anyone. And I know for a fact that they sit there on the air and getting texts from the boss or from the program director saying, get off this topic. Get on. To talk baseball. Talk, you know, talk about Cam Newton. Stop talking about whatever. Black Lives Matter. Stop talking about rioting, looting uh you know culture cancel culture they they i mean they that's why that when you crazy.
3: don't when you don't talk about it it works so well for you so it's yeah. it's so re- that and i feel bad for a lot of people there too obviously there are people i like there but it's you're not doing anything to change the culture or to change to go in the right direction again so and maybe that's just like physically impossible just because of where we are and 95 being so dominant, but it's just, it's so it's been stale for a long time. It's just so stale, so static. And unfortunately they deserve it. Whether you like I it or
0: not, nothing's going to change. No, I mean, yeah. baseball, baseball is dead. Even in this, they come back and play 60 baseball games with Joe Castiglione on the, you think anyone's going to listen to that? Yeah, nobody. No, no one was listening last year to Red Sox games this year with, you know, they get rid of all their black players and now they're going to come back and play 60 games. That's going to be so dead. Uh, and they know it. Everybody knows that it's not going to get better anytime soon. And you know what you're going to get, right? You, you, if you if you know what you're going to get, if you know there's not going to be any surprises, any danger in the in the show, you don't listen. You know, you just say, you know, uh, I mean, I I know what they're going to do. They're going to play it safe. They're going to be careful. They're going to be boring. And they they bail. That's what's happened.
1: Yeah, but I think the issue that I have with your tweet, Jerry, is oh here that we go. It wasn't aggressive enough. It wasn't like, uh, I'm winning. Oh, hey, there was
0: no revenge
3: in those tweets. There
0: was no revenge. It was all I like. Pointed it out. Well, I pointed out that the station has hit record lows in revenue yeah. and readings. Yeah. And the mob, the mob led by Murchison and the Globe destroyed a once great station. Yeah, but
1: that's still a whiny tweet. It's still saying like, oh, well, this is not fair. Like, this is. No, what no. What you, want? You said, what you should have said is. Look at me now, bitches. I, I'm, the, I'm the Jerry Callahan podcast. This was the best thing that ever happened to me. You Mark,
3: look who he's on screen with right now, Turtle Boy. This I is mean, the you now.
1: Now
0: situation.
1: You were calling in in Turtle Boy now. So yeah. uh-huh, who got the last laugh? Like that's how you throw it in. But the-
0: I was pointing out, and by the way, when I got fired, they, he said the GM said that they had to do it because of Murchison. said they'd lost $8 million in the last two years because of Murchison. That's $4 million a year. I can tell you, since then, they've lost a lot more than that. They yeah. sold AAF at a $27 million loss. They lost a shirt on AAF. Then they moved their AF morning show. So that 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 whole station's gone. All that revenue's gone. They moved the AAF morning show to, to EEI, and the ratings have just gone down ever since. It's incredibly short-sighted it's what I- they did because of one, I shouldn't say one guy, because the Globe was helping. And- well, But does
1: WEI not have a legal department? Why don't they sue? Why- the guy cost him $4 million. That's
0: torturous interference. Even we, if... I begged. I, begged. I begged, Kirk begged. We I know, we met with the CEO. We said, you got to take legal action. You got to take legal action. First of all, you know, we did what the guy asked. to. You know, he wanted us to go to sensitivity training, to do PSAs, to do, uh, to invite, you know transgender activists on you know, on a podcast we did all that we did everything he asked and all he did was uh go back on his word and keep coming and keep harassing so advertisers corporate. you're right he's a very litigious uh organization uh company but they just didn't want he thought it would look bad the ceo told me a big corporation going after it, one guy would look bad that is bad. You think?
3: You think if you guys were still there in the morning that you'd be enough of a bump to keep to to keep the other day parts? Let's call it quote unquote thriving. I mean, Dale and Keith is literally, I would literally choose Days of Our Lives today than listen to Dale, Dale and Keith. <laughs> nothing could, you, could you keep them alive?
0: I don't know because I don't know what we could talk about. Kirk and I talk about this all the time. Right now, I mean, they're literally telling like. Ordway, you know, you got to get off Ordway, Lou, and, and Christian, who would, I think do a good job, but they their hands are tied. They can't discuss this Wojanowski thing freely. There's going to be a program director with a button under his desk, you know, that uh, uh, ready to pull the plug if they get too, you know, too edgy. But was it, so,
3: was it Kirk who said last week that your audience already knows who you are? They already – first of all, they're the only thing that matters, and they already know you're all a bunch of phonies because you're playing scared. And so why am I going to choose to listen to you? I'd rather choose to listen to the dummies over at the other station who just stick to sports because at least they've been consistent the whole time. Now, you know, if you're you're going
0: to – I think they're they're the recipients of the backlash too. I mean, people are turning away from EI with a vengeance. You know, they say, screw you, and they push that button hard and say, get. you know, these people – They're gutless. They know they bowed to the mob. They know they gave in to, uh, to blackmail and they resent it. I think the average listener, at least the people who listen to me and Kirk and, you know, every, you know, uh, our whole cast of characters, They resent the way Eei did things, and they turned away with with attitudes. I
3: think they had a gift; like they don't even realize the gift that they had in you guys. And I'm talking about every top to bottom, like that whole morning show, the gift that you gave them. Because I think that decision, and I think let's keep giving Dino praise. Dino stood up one day and he said, "Do you know the amount of people under the age?" of 35 that have never heard of AM radio before. And that decision alone, 10, however many years ago, 12 years ago, to not go to FM, that killed them on the spot. It just killed me. You guys absolutely saved that radio station from dying seven years before that. Or what is amazing
0: we were on am and going yeah. against howard stern on on FM and we beat him three times uh which is hard to believe but we did um and that's verifiable I could show you the you know actual numbers if you'd want that's usually what you do when you brag about brag about your ratings but um uh well you know it's not gonna get better it's not gonna get better it's gonna, i'm 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 glad I'm here with you guys. Okay. But um, yeah, before we wrap up, because I know we're wrapping weird up. weird being able to say whatever you want. It's weird. Okay.
3: I want to you know, get your take on tonight's television, because I think there is must-see TV. And no, it is not Hannity's interview with, with Roger Stone, which I could give two shits about. God. It is Tucker Carlson's response to his writer. That's what I want to watch tonight. We didn't talk about that earlier. What was yeah. your take on that?
0: Oh, that's right. I had it on my list. My take is... If you missed it, the the head writer, and I think he's a damn good writer because if you see Tucker, his monologues, he does like three monologues a show, are very well written. Tucker's a good writer, and apparently this guy uh, did much of the writing for him. His name is Neff, N-E-F-F, and he was uh, using a pseudonym to post racist or screeds. Uh, he got caught. He got fired immediately. And I think as sometime today, MSNBC is going to uh, announce him as the new 7 p.m. host in their primetime lineup. I, You can look what he wrote. You can look what he wrote and compare it to what Joy Reid wrote. Yep. And it's not much different. They're both. Uh, she was hacked, Jerry, by the huh? Russians. She was hacked by the Russians, though, wasn't right, she? Right, she was hacked. I mean, the stuff she wrote was you know, blatantly homophobic. And then she said she didn't write it and which she obviously did. And it's one thing to be able to survive that. I mean, hell Brian Williams is on that station. Al Sharpton is on that station, but not only does she survive it, she's going to be the 7 PM host. That's kind of a primetime spot in the best political season of our lifetimes for that kind of job. She's going to get you know paid real money and she's going to have a real high profile job. Despite the fact that she's on record as essentially having a, uh, Real problems with gay people, I That's would say. Like, yeah, but but uh, you know what? What else can Tucker say? They caught him and they fired him immediately right yeah i'll be
1: watching tucker i watch tucker tucker is must see television at this point you have to watch him there's a reason he's the number one rated show because people enjoy the content it's good it's quality and you can't get it anywhere else i I
3: I mean the guy obviously deserves to be fired he's an asshole we clearly get that but i think tucker gives enough you know and his success proves this he gives a crap enough to probably read some of the stuff that's written in his scripts before he goes on air he's not uh Ron Burgundy just reading off the teleprompter, I assume. Oh, I know, I know. I, I
0: think he writes most of it, but this guy claimed that he said, "Anytime you hear Tucker do a monologue, yep, I wrote draft. the the rough draft or something, and then Tucker you know cleans it up." It is a lot of work. I mean, I, you know, Tucker works his ass off too. I'm glad he's it's paying off, but he's going to be so important for the next four months. You know, uh, I would say the same thing if you're a if you're a liberal, you probably feel the same way about Chris Hayes or Rachel Maddow, but. Everyone's going to be turning to him when they all get focused on the election, whenever that is, September, October. He's going to, uh, you know, influence a lot of people, which is good. It's good news. I wish I wish he were on the ticket. I wish he were at the top of the ticket. I wish he were running for president now instead of 2024. But uh, I, I never got to the, um, damn, I, I should have got to that earlier, but I never got to the USA Today. If you haven't seen it, they said Trump uses a Nazi symbol. Oh, on this campaign stuff and it turns and by the way they did a fact check and they said it's true it is a nazi symbol it's an eagle it's an eagle it's the same eagle the navy has you know on all their uniforms it's the same eagle that everyone in washington has on whatever they're stationary but usa that says we fact check it it is a nazi symbol that's how crazy some of these people are they want you Trump. and Reader can have a nice spirited discussion about that tomorrow, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how great. they want Trump to be a Nazi so badly they can't they can't control themselves. But that was pretty stupid. But anyway, we look forward to some uh, some fine blogging today from uh, Total Boy back from vacation and raring to go. tbdailynews.com, dot A follow on uh, Twitter at Uncle What? At Real Uncle TB. At Real Uncle TB. Real Uncle TB. You got All right, it, Total Boy. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and thanks to DCU and all our wonderful sponsors. You can support us by supporting them. Anything else, Cullene? You look like you got something to say.
3: That's all. set. Sa- no, just sad day. Last week Kirk did the eulogy of uh, WEI and then today Turtle Boy does the eulogy for revenge Callahan. It's just a sad day all around for a lot of us out
0: there. For revenge Callahan. Yeah, no, I said the best revenge is living right. And you know, I can't I can't claim that i'm totally enjoying it because like i said i get some friends i feel bad for ordway and lou and christian and some of the people behind the scenes but it must be the most depressing place to work right now there must be just the worst atmosphere you know the worst morale ever i know that place when the morale is bad like you know when murchison was really affecting things morale got bad and when kirk was you know kind of in limbo morale was bad this must be much much worse oh, I, I, think, I think there are people over there that used to be sober that are probably going to be drinking again real soon and that's, no, that's one day. Yeah, that's sad but anyway thanks guys this is the uh, callahan podcast i'm jerry callahan we'll do it again tomorrow why am i
2: stopping you, no one else stops i don't Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.